Hello, 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show listeners. My name is Connor Tapp, producer of the podcast. Dropping in with a little bonus episode for you. Jerry Meyer went on the Auburn Undercover podcast with Brandon Marcello to go a little bit more in-depth on Auburn versus UNC in the Sweet 16 on Friday night, so we wanted to share that conversation with you. They also get into some more expansive topics about the tournament so far and why the SEC as a basketball conference continues to be underrated. If you like what you hear and you want to subscribe to the Auburn Undercover Podcast, head on over to 247sports.com forward slash podcast, find the Auburn Undercover logo, and hit the subscribe button. With that, here's Brandon Marcello. Jerry Meyer joins us, 24-7 Sports, one of the top basketball experts out there, if I ever get his name correct. Um, that That's an off-the-air story. Jerry... <laughs> let's talk about the inside info there (laughs) yeah let's talk about let's talk about this sweet 16 and specifically auburn auburn just shooting the leather Mm -hmm. off the ball beyond the arc right now and you do that you win games you don't hit the shots you don't win games but auburn's going to face quite a different challenge with north carolina i think i think they they're the best team in the in the field right now but what's your take Mm -hmm. on this game right now um you know i picked them to win it so we're of the same mind there. I, I think North Carolina, um, tremendous team, playing tremendous ball. They're fun to watch in that I think they have a high basketball IQ spread throughout their team, and they move the ball. They, they, you know, they make the right decision. They make the right cut. They make the right pass, you know, for the most part. And they play up-tempo and fast, and I think it's going to be an unbelievably fun game to watch because I think Auburn is hitting on a similar – uh, cylinder and you know I think Auburn shoots it better than them probably and at least throughout the you know throughout the lineup and man I I am so amazed intrigued I mean I hate to use too big of words or too powerful of words but I kind of am with Auburn's defense I mean I, I think they play better defense in North Carolina yeah, it's been somewhat incredible what Auburn Auburn has done defensively. It's like after they lost to Kentucky by 27 on the road, and they've won 10 straight yep. since then. They've yep. totally refocused on defense, and mm-hmm. you know everybody looks at defense and go, "Oh, they're allowing this many points." But these guys are like averaging like nine steals a game, and yeah, well, nearly they're playing a lot of prof- a lot of possessions. You know, right, <laughs> right, be a lot of points. Yeah, um, yeah. What what is intriguing about this Auburn team? That might make them a potential upset threat uh, with North Carolina. Well, because here's you know I, you know I knew I was going to be on your show. Did a little research, tried to dig a little deeper, and man, what, what really struck me is how many assists is Auburn getting, and then how many turnovers, along with how many steals, and then flip it to the other team. So when Auburn is good, they they are moving the ball. Obviously, they're making shots. You can't get assists if you don't make shots. But they're moving the ball. They're sharing it. And they're getting the high assist number, and they're not turning it over. And then they're turning over the other team. Um, I think that's like a key stat to look at as far as them being an upset threat, as you put it. I mean, I'm, I'm very intrigued to watch this North Carolina-Auburn game. Yes, I've already said I picked – uh, North Carolina, my bracket, but I'm not. Th- I think this might be their toughest, one of their toughest tests. I think Auburn is just playing great basketball right now. Although, 
they are lucky to get past the first game. <laughs> that was a complete uh, meltdown in the final three minutes. Oh, I remember watching it, man. I'm thinking that there's no way they're winning this, you know. You know, when it got down to like the very end and guys got yeah. three free throws, uh, you know, basketball's crazy that way. March Madness is sometimes you get through a game like that and you just go on an epic run. But so the point being, you don't know. You, you never know. But I agree with your assessment. That Kentucky game is kind of a watershed moment of disappointment and then a refocus on defense and this up the intensity. The only way Auburn is going to win is in a fast, chaotic type game, in my opinion. And I know that's the strength of North Carolina is playing fast. But, you know, like who that's left can't play fast. So you have to do what you do. I think you try to play even faster. You know, try to take it to a level of uncomfortableness for North Carolina. Yeah, because that's the thing, as you mentioned, everybody remaining in this tournament can play fast. This North Carolina team has played fast all season. And the matchups for Auburn are, on paper, look like they could be a nightmare. You've got a huge backcourt in North Carolina. Yeah, so you don't want a half-court game, I don't think. The more wide open, the faster the game, the less of a one-on-one matchup game it is, if that makes sense. You know? Right. It's not like we hunker down. Now it's, man, is this guy better than that guy? Is this guy better? Because then you you got to feel North Carolina has an advantage. they got more size. they got guys who can score with size. So, anyway, I think you got to make it crazy fast. You know, when you look at this Sweet 16, I mean, it was almost straight chalk other than Oregon and, and Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um why do you think we didn't see any big, big upsets, uh, really? Man, that is, that's the board? a great question. That's a great, great question, Brandon. Um, man, I hadn't really thought that through yet. <laughs> as soon as you started going there, I was like, wow, okay, that's a good one. Hey, maybe I should get Jerry Palm on here. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, Jerry Palm or maybe Ken Palm. Ken Palm. Because I, uh, I look at uh, Palmroy, I look at – yeah, I mean, Ken, Ken Pomeroy. You look at his like his rankings of the teams. The top fourteen are still alive. Isn't it incredible? He does a great job. LSU's nineteen, Oregon's twenty-eight. So, um, man, I'm not analytically gifted enough to exactly know why there's been so much chalk this year. Yeah, but there certainly has, man. That's a great question. I don't know the answer. I, I don't. You know, we've had some close ones. I mean, like we just said, Auburn could easily not be playing now. Absolutely. Um, um, but I don't know. Maybe just one of those years. Maybe it's just all random. I, I would kind of lean that direction. Maybe yeah, I like think... next year it, it'll be like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we won't see we'll see half of you know the top sixteen in the efficiency rankings. You know, will be in the Sweet Sixteen. I, I think that if uh, New Mexico State had beaten Auburn, I think they would have beaten Kansas because New Mexico State, like Auburn. Uh, can play yeah. fast, and they got quick, quick guards, and, and Kansas could not uh, sure. keep anybody in front of them. So you, that could have been a well, huge it make upset. Sense. It makes sense, right. I mean, because, you know, they could just as easily have won that game, and this is not our typical Kansas team. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, no. I, I had Auburn picked for this game. I, I felt very confident they could beat Kansas. Um, it'll, it'll be a, a much tougher test uh, this weekend. Yeah. You know, I was looking at some Andal- – an analytics, as you would say, and, and mm-hmm. just in the two NCAA tournament games for all the teams remaining in the Sweet 16, the two lowest seeds are Auburn and Oregon, as we know, 5-12. and 12. They also are tied for the lead and turnover margin in the first two games. They're well, there not, we go. 
They're not turning the yeah. ball over, and they're turning other people over, and that's been the key yeah. for both 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 teams. Um, I would say for Auburn, obviously against North Carolina, they have got to turn over the Tar Heels to even have a chance yeah. in that game. They got to shoot the shoot for the weather sure. off the ball, as I say. Um, and I was looking at North Carolina's losses this season, and the only reason why they've I mean it's not the reason, but the games they've lost, they, they they're just not shooting the three ball very well. Um, mm-hmm. The last three losses, they shot twenty percent beyond the arc. They're averaging 38-plus percent for the season and over 40 percent, I believe, in wins this season, and they've won 29 games. So as much as North Carolina can do with its guards and driving to the basket and, of course, Luke May doing what he does underneath and able to step out and shoot the three ball, you know, from talking to some North Carolina folks, this is a much more perimeter-oriented team under Roy Williams than in in previous years. It's not like he's got a seven-foot center in there right now. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and Brooks, one of their big guys, is not a big scorer. Uh, you know, that's a good, yeah. They're getting some points now, or they did like the last game. I think he's been playing better in this year, little. But yeah, they do not have that traditional North Carolina post-up game. You know, you're running the secondary break, you're going into four out, one in motion, and you're trying to like, you know, kind of like Michigan State plays. Um, that has been North Carolina's mo. Not so much this year. I totally agree with that. Cameron Johnson's big for him. Kobe White, uh, both their shooting guards, uh, Williams, Robinson shooting threes. And then Luke May, just kind of every, you know, Luke Luke May, more of a, like a mid-range guy, same as Nasir Little. They don't really have that low post game. I, you know, I don't think it's that horrible of a matchup for Auburn. Um, I think Auburn can give them trouble pressuring the ball i think kobe white is a great talent but i would Mm -hmm. say as a whole on the perimeter not the greatest dribblers ball handlers on north carolina i think really you know well yeah yeah i i really mean that like kobe white's a great player but he's not like your traditional just like ball handler ball handler i mean he's a great ball he's a great player but as far as just like Dribbling, and then you combine him with the other shooting guards. Right. I don't think that's necessarily their forte's dribbling. I think Cameron Johnson is a very good passer, but I don't think he's a very good dribbler. I think the more Auburn can make them dribble the ball, get up into them, make them dribble, I, I think they can cause some trouble for North Carolina. And that's what they did against Kansas. They uh, really mm-hmm. negated exactly. the inside game, yep. and they made them dribble a lot, and then Auburn's active hands really got in the well, passing lanes. Right. Um, and, and the thing with North Carolina, they don't even have a strong inside game as Kansas. Sure. You know, they can score inside. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like we've already – you know, it's funny how you talk. like because we're, we've, we've, I picked North Carolina to win it. <laughs> right, yeah. All teams have their weakness. We're talking about yep. – and I think it's a tough matchup for them. I think Auburn is a tough matchup because often – your best interior defense is having great perimeter defense because it's hard to pass the ball to the guy. You get them out of their offense. You get them out of their rhythm on offense as far as feeding the post. I think Auburn wants North Carolina to dribble the ball as much as possible. What Sweet 16 game out there do you think has the greatest potential for an upset? And before you say anything, I'm going to say mine. Mm -hmm. I I think it's Houston and Kentucky. I think it's Houston and Kentucky. Well, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's not a huge one because you, 
Kentucky's barely favored. Sure, sure. But I, I, man, no argument there. I picked Kentucky in my bracket. If I had to pick today, I might still pick Kentucky, but I think, yes, Houston is very good. I mean, their numbers are good. Their analytics are good. You watch them play, they're good. You know, and they got the coaching. They have the experience. Um, I think it's a great Sweet 16 in general. Um, another two that stick out. Here's some fun ones for me. LSU, Mississippi State. I mean, Michigan State. I think LSU's better. And Michigan State Michigan opinion. State has been turned the – Six-point favorite. Yeah, and Michigan yeah, State's been turning the ball over quite a bit and not prote- and not committing a lot of turnovers. LSU's yeah. longer. I, I, I could see that as well. That's really good. Very impressed with the LSU team. I think Gonzaga wins, I think. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> like that point spread. I mean, if I, you know, if I'm putting money on the game, I like FSU, and FSU's totally capable of winning it. And then I'll say the game that um, – and I think Auburn has a great chance. We've kind of covered that. Right. Texas Tech and Michigan, to me, from a basketball purist standpoint, I just cannot wait to watch that game, I think. Both coaches are right at the very top of all coaches in NCAA right now. Uh, love the way they play. You know, the ball moves around. They're active on defense. They just play really good basketball, in my opinion. So I'm excited about that game. Outside of the tournament right now, um, I want to talk quickly about the SEC. The SEC has improved over these last few years with coaching talent. And it's put a lot of pressure on other programs, obviously. And we're now looking at four job openings in the SEC, um, Alabama, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M. And then on Tuesday, Arkansas fired uh, – why am I forgetting his name? Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson, of course. Uh-huh. So Nolan Richardson, disciple. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Kelvin Sampson go to Arkansas, by the way. Um, um, you know, that doesn't shock me if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you make of all these openings in the SEC, especially at a place like Arkansas, which has had, has tradition, but hasn't been winning as like they want to Vanderbilt, where they had a very short leash on Bryce Drew, uh, and then Alabama, where I think they felt a little pressure about what Bruce Pearl's doing at Auburn and the rest of the SEC. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Texas A&M, where, um, you know, they made a – I mean, they knocked off North Carolina last year in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they're firing – or he, he's stepping aside. Yeah, held Who reasons. Did, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I think a lot of us expected that at some point in, sure. uh, yeah. soon in his career. But what do you make of all these changes? It's, it's almost like these SEC schools now in basketball are treating it like it's football. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're, fire, they're hiring yeah, and firing no, guys left and right. No, I, get your, I got your take on it. Um, you know, there's a lot of changes going on right now. Coaching, at least that's my impression. Um, yes, I think – well, let me start with this. I think the SEC is consistently and – to a great degree, underrated as a basketball conference. I think that's been going on for like 10 or more years. I mean, maybe 20 years. You know, we'll have all those years where, oh, wow, we get down to the Sweet 16 and there's five SEC teams still alive and there's four. You know I mean? That's been happening for a while. I think football, you know, basketball gets overshadowed by football. 
in the SEC. I do think the SEC has strong coaching. Like you mentioned, I think that's part of the rise. I think it gets underrated. It's going to be interesting to see these schools hire. Um, I'm going to guess Buzz um, Buzz Williamson to Texas A&M. Yeah. You know, that's one that I think – I mean, I, not like I'm going on, out on a limb there. Texas guy just makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's a great coach, so that's going to make the conference stronger. You would have to think Vanderbilt is going to get someone good. And, I, you know, I wish I had more inside intel on who these people might be. I don't. Right. I think Alabama's serious about it. And, you know, I think it only makes sense, just to go on a little tangent here, Alabama, Auburn, you know, schools that are football-type schools, you know, that that's where they hang their hat. Traditionally, it's, historically, that's what they are, and that's what they are right now. I, I, I would think Nick Saban wants a strong basketball program. It's not like he's threatened or anything, right? Um, Auburn, same deal. That's good. You know, they got Bruce Pearl. They made the commitment there, and that's going great at Auburn. You know, it's been bumpy, but it's going, you know, really good right now. It, it only makes sense to invest. You got the money, invest the money. Why would you not want a great football program and a great basketball program? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point in that a lot of these programs are just decide let's spend a lot of money on and go get a great great coach. Alabama, I mean they did that with Avery Johnson and then getting rid of him. I mean his buyout I think it's been worked down but his buyout was supposed to be 8 million dollars. Yeah, because um, I think they figured out he wasn't that great a coach. <laughs> you know, well, they, especially especially they, in late game situations. In. Yeah, I mean they do, you know, like yeah, I don't really want to even go down that road but i hear you <laughs> I, and I, I just think that's what happened you know i don't want to beat a well listen i'm a, down type deal you know yeah been just fired but I, yeah. I think that's what they realized and you know they bring in some fresh faces and people are looking at it and they're like no this ain't what it's supposed to look like <laughs> you know i know yeah. what do you, what do you think about that arkansas job is it like is it still a prestige job or is it just no, kind of I, I don't think so yeah, I don't either. You know, I, th- I think Nolan Richardson made it a prestige job. And part of that was Nolan Richardson got what he wanted out of Memphis, Tennessee. And you're not going to do that with Penny Hardaway at Memphis now. Oh, goodness. So where's no. Arkansas going to get its players? <clears throat> and, you know, th- there, are some, there are some talent in Arkansas, but is there enough to consistently field your program? You know, there isn't in any state. Because if you got really good players in Arkansas, people are coming in to get it. I mean, that has happened in the state of Alabama. You know, you have like some McDonald's, Stanley Robinson, where did he go? Connecticut. Right. Trenton Walford, where did he go? Um, Indiana. Now, a lot of players also stayed home at either Auburn or Alabama. But is there a – no, you got to recruit nationally. And so I think it's tough for Arkansas to recruit nationally because I don't think it's just naturally that attractive of a destination. And then if you get ringers in Arkansas, you know, all the Texas, you know, it's not even just the schools right by you. You know, anyone that's good, Oregon is going to come in there, right, you know, and maybe get a guy. So I don't – yeah, no, I do not think Arkansas is an elite job or such great a job. I think you can win there and be good. But I don't think it's any type of special job. So what's your final four, Jerry? Uh, final four. Let's see. I brought my bracket out. Uh, Duke, Gonzaga, UNC, and Tennessee. 
Okay. Do you get? Do, so I kind of went chalky. So far, yeah. it's working good for me. <laughs> well, listen, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, a lot of people went chalky. I, I, I can floor. get all of my eight. I got 13 out of 16, so I'm right in there. But, you know, for the sake of the show, and I do have a special thing for Auburn because I love the way they play, like the way they're playing right now. I would not be upset at all if Auburn won, even though I got <laughs> UNC winning it. Um, I've kind of put it out there how much I love Auburn. Isn't it? It's just. It's just fun to watch. It's like watching the uh, Rick Pitino Kentucky. That's... It's like watching Rick Pitino Kentucky yeah. teams, and they get after it, man. They get yeah. after it. <laughs> they compete. I love yeah. to see that. And they play wide open. They don't play with fear, and that's what yeah, I exactly love. Right. I like to see a fearless team. Um, and then I said it on my podcast. Um, I don't know a few days ago, when that, whichever one it was, that Trey Scott, who I do it with, he, he asked, he said, "Did you see this coming with Auburn?" And I try to be an honest guy. I said no, because I wasn't watching Auburn. Because <laughs> prior to that run they made here at the end, I thought it was horrible basketball. Yeah. I didn't want to watch it, you know. But now I'm dying to watch it. So um, Auburn's really – whatever they figured out, they've really figured it out, and I love the basketball they're playing right now. Yeah. It's amazing to watch from courtside the NCAA tournament. It's incredible how fast and athletic these guys yeah, are. Yeah, you're getting a feel for that, aren't you? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Cool, the the Kansas game, the first five minutes, of course, they built that lead. But I, I turned to a colleague and just said, if this game gets close, Auburn's going to win it just because they're going to beat them off the dribble every time they want and get a basket. They were so much more yeah. athletic than Kansas. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well. I hear you. Well, hopefully, hopefully that's what you see against North Carolina. We'll see. I, I'm, like I'm I said, hoping for an entertaining one. I think, I think one. the more the dribbles, Auburn's is better for Auburn. There you go. Auburn fans hope Auburn that North Carolina dribbles all over itself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good one. All right. Great. Jerry Meyer, 24-7 Sports. Thanks for joining us. All right, Brandon.